going to take a look back at what took place here on Canada Day. One of the strongest tornadoes recorded in Canada touched down through the rural area south of Didsbury here in our province. It's being rated an EF4. I'm not going to pretend to know what an EF4 really means. So let's get an expert here to really explain to all of us what this means and does this look like something we might see again here in our province. Our guest is a wind impacts researcher for the Northern Tornadoes Project at Western University, Dr. Connell Miller. Dr. Miller, thanks so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. So researchers at Western have determined that this tornado was one of the most powerful ever seen in Canada. Let's talk a little bit about the strength of this. Can you define EF4? What does that mean? What does that measure? Sure. So um, all tornadoes that we measure across Canada are measured on the EF scale. So we don't have wind measuring tools all across Canada that tornadoes just conveniently hit, right? Mm -hmm. So what we have to do is we have to rates and base the wind speeds off damage that is done to buildings, structures, trees, that sort of thing. So that's what the EF scale allows us to do. Now it ranges from zero to five, zero being you might have lost a few trees all the way up to five, whereas your house is gone, picked up and thrown hundreds of feet. Um, so EF4 is, is definitely on the more severe side of that. Um, out of all the hundreds and hundreds of tornadoes we've measured in Canada since the 1900s, only 21 have ever come uh, to that level or higher. The last one in Alberta was the 1987 Edmonton tornado, and the last one in Canada uh, was the 2018 Alonso Manitoba tornado. Yeah, and that tornado that touched down in 87, you know, the Black Friday tornado, is something that I think so many Albertans still very, very vividly remember. And thankfully, with this one that took place this weekend, there were no fatalities. But I mean, when we're talking about wind strength here, I mean, you heard Chad Nation, you heard Randy Kilburn mention in one of his newscasts today that the winds were so strong, they lifted a 10,000 kilogram combine and threw it half the length of a football field. What other damage did we see from this last one, Dr. Miller? Uh, yeah, so uh, again, when you get to EF4, EF5, they're classified as violent tornadoes. Um, it's a miracle that um, no one was seriously injured or, or killed in this. I, I think a few kilometers to the south, if it had hit the town of Carstairs, we'd be talking about a much sadder story today. Um, but in terms of the damage that we saw, um, homes that had been uh, completely flattened, uh, many, many others that uh, lost roofs or had debris go through windows, uh, mobile homes that had been completely picked up and basically crumpled into a ball of metal. Uh, we were also using a drone out there, and you can see just a straight black line through crops, so some significant crop damage out there as well, as well as tree damage. We were talking about wind speeds of 275 kilometers per hour. I mean, this is something that is really scary. Is this is this part of the extreme weather that we've already seen this year in our province? Is this something that just it happens every few decades? How rare is this? Yeah, so it, it's not necessarily uh, related to any of the other uh, weather that's been going on in the province of Alberta uh, this summer. Just tornadoes have extreme variability, so. Uh, they don't happen often, but these uh, events do happen, um, and it's not necessarily uh, related to anything else going on except just this particular thunderstorm on this particular day happened to pick up the right amount of instability and produced this uh, 
unusually strong tornado. Is there any way to predict these events? Could we could we anticipate something of this magnitude or something strong to take place again? Uh, sure. So part of the job of the Northern Tornadoes Project is to catalog um, and rate every tornado that occurs in Canada. And one of the reasons we want to do that is, well, if we know what thunderstorms are producing what tornadoes, mm-hmm. um, we can use that to improve our models and hopefully uh, warn people in a more timely manner uh, for when these things are coming. Remind us, Dr. Miller, what, what we should do in the case of a tornado. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the best spot uh, that you can be is uh, in shelter. So if you are outside, try to find shelter uh, in any place possible. Uh, Once inside, uh, the best place to be is in your basement in the smallest room possible. Um, Usually the place I like to recommend is if you have a basement and you have a little closet that has like under the stairs there, the basement stairs, that is the best place uh, for you to go because if uh, in the worst case scenario, the house collapses on top of itself. Uh, those stairs will provide the best load bearing for you to be able to survive that. And that's actually what occurred in this tornado. There is a, a woman who uh, lives just right off of Highway 2A. That's where she hid. And part of the basement collapsed in on her. Uh, but luckily, she was in the appropriate spot and survived. Wow. Now, because there were no fatalities and because there was limited damage with this one, that's why it's not being considered one of one of the 10 worst tornadoes. Is that right? But that doesn't have to do with the, the strength that this one had. That's correct. Yeah. So when we're talking about worst tornadoes, we it's a combined metric of fatalities and monetary damage. Um, but looking at wind speeds, it would, it would be up there for sure. Wow. Dr. Miller, thank you so much for your time this afternoon and for explaining this. Really appreciate it. No worries. Take care. Of course. That's Dr. Connell Miller, wind impact researcher uh, for the Northern Tornadoes Project at Western University. And Western University has declared this one of Canada's worst tornadoes uh, that we have seen.